This is the Adirondack Books and Beyond podcast. Here we go. Oh, what a hog! Take him, Corey. Out of boy. All right, guys, welcome back to the Adirondack Bucks and Beyond podcast. Today, it's Brad, myself, and our guest, Christian Bills. Christian, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so I think we wanted to kind of start off. Well, first, tell us like a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do. And sure. We'll go yep. from there. Uh, so I live southern Adirondacks, uh, Edinburgh on the Great Sacandaga Lake. Um, I own a tree company excavation business up there, so we work local in that area. Um, yep which is awesome because you're outside all the time and get to experience, you know, right. the outdoors and it keeps you in touch with the wilderness for sure. So, um, and then wintertime we do select logging, which is awesome. Okay. Get you in the woods even that more. Get, awesome. So you're seeing deer year round, which makes it nice. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, lived there my whole life. Uh, my grandfather and great grandfather owned a logging business up there at one point and had over 5,000 acres at really? one point in that area. Um, and they were avid hunters. Like November hit, they shut down the operation until yeah. everybody's buck tag was filled. So, sure. Now um, is that kind of how you do it too? Like, uh, to a degree, it's tough because you get so you, you have a little accountability to customers. So it's tough right. to. Um, we try to definitely take time in the fall and and allow time, um, and it works out good because usually once we start getting snow, it slows things down. So then yeah, it's perfect for. Yeah, well, it seems like, you know, a lot of guys who are in the tree business are just naturally big buck killers. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much if you run a chainsaw for, you know, to earn your money every year, you're probably a wicked good Yeah, you probably kill a lot of good bucks. (laughs) So, which will lead us into our next topic. Uh, I want you to talk about the buck that you killed this past season. It was a 200-pounder, correct? Yeah, yep. Uh, So, we never actually had a scale, but there was four of us in there that have killed a lot of bucks. We've seen a lot of bucks hang on a scale. You could just tell sure. it, it was a different looking. The way the buck looked laying on the ground, you could tell it was it was over two hundred. Uh, we figured probably right around two hundred five. Um, it was early season too. Uh, I think it was November seventh was the date on it. Um, but yeah, so we uh, we've always hunted the same area, and we wanted to try and get a remote tent camp in there. Um, it was kind of the spot where like there was some hills in there where you can just get to them for a day hunt but by the time you get there and day hunt it by the end of the day you're mm-hmm. shot and, yep. and if you kill yep. one then, then you get out of there yeah uh-huh. so you're either leaving it overnight or trying to pack it out that night um so we had set set up a tent camp or we decided we were going to do a tent camp so we went in uh how deep in were you we were 4.5. That's from, pretty good. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty a good. Man. Yeah. We had a foot trail most of the way. Okay, and then, you did. Yeah. yeah, so that makes, mm-hmm. if you can get on a trail, you can cover, so, you know how it is, sure, you cover sure. distance quick uh-huh. on a trail. So, um, yeah, we were 4.5 to the tent camp. Um, we'd gone in a few times throughout the summer to kind of scout out a spot, uh, the four of us. There was a group of four that we decided we were going to try it this year and make a go of the it. The Adirondack Nomads, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. That, oh, the Adirondack Nomads. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> So we'd gotten this spot. We just poured over topo maps forever, trying to find a spot where we thought was going to be a good location. You know, 
where we're not sending our scent up onto the hills in the morning from the, the camp itself yeah. and just trying to find an area where you had a lot of options to hunt. So when mm-hmm. we got back there, we could, if something didn't pan out, we could go to a totally different right. section of woods. So. And, and every time you get into those spots, it never looks like what you expect it to. No, you know? So then you get in there and you're like, well, we don't want this spot at all, right. actually. Yeah. So yep. that's exactly, so we went in and there's a big vly that we wanted to set up on. We wanted to be near a vly. For one thing, uh, if we come down in the dark, you hit the vly and it's easy to follow to mm, get back beautiful. to your tent camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, just saves a lot of hassle that way. And it's always a, and normally we always find a lot of the buck signs right around these flies and oh, no areas back there. No so, doubt. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we picked a couple spots. We got back there Well, we started looking around and we couldn't find for what we couldn't find water for one thing. And mm-hmm. you got to have, you know, some mm-hmm. sort of a spring mm-hmm. or whatever. So we finally found an area and we're like, yep, this is where we're going to set up. So we were going to leave and walk out, but we we're going to walk another direction and throw some trail cameras up. Well, we cross over this fly and come up the other side, and on the other side, there's an abandoned tent camp over there. Bunch of old firewood cut up. Really? Perfect spring coming out of the side <laughs> of the hill. You could tell it had been a long time since anybody had been in there. Right. So naturally. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Pretty that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So what was crazy to us is that you look at a topo map, and there's just nothing. It's a it's a huge chunk of woods where we're at. Yeah. And for two guys to pinpoint, somebody at some point had pinpointed that spot and been there. And it's just weird how how that buck hunter mindset is. And everybody good thinks, reasoning. yeah, you know, to find another tent camp was really, which I say tent camp. It was just a couple, you could see where they'd cut some logs off and piled right. some wood up. But it was so rotted out, it probably had been 10 or 15 years since anybody had been in there. So, right, right. Cool. So we, we left, set up some cameras, headed out. Uh, me and one of the other guys came in two days before we were going to go into tent camp. So we went in on a Sunday afternoon. So we went in that Friday before and uh, brought our stuff in and set up the tent and stuff. And uh, I wanted to check that camera. So we went up on the hill and he'd left a camera in there too. So we pulled our cameras. Uh, we hunted the day. It was so hot. Early season last year was, yeah, was brutal. Super you know, hot. It was 70s most of the time. Sure, yeah. were, so you never hunted in there with the muzzleloaders. You waited till rifle came. We waited open. till rifle. Yep. Yeah. Um, we had hunted a little closer to the road with, yeah. with rifle uh, and, and with the muzzleloaders prior to that. Sure. Um, but it was like there again, it's just that far enough distance mm-hmm. that it was, mm-hmm. it's tough to day hunt it. So we, we had made up our mind. We were going to get in there and get set up and get our stuff in there. So we, uh, we go in, we just kind of still hunted a little bit and grabbed our cameras and we were just kind of working off each other. <laughs> Never ended up seeing a deer that day. I think it was just, the, well, what, the weather was the biggest thing. Right. So, and, uh, so we, we headed out. Well, when we got home, pulled the SD cards and we had a couple of really nice bucks on it. So right there, imme- so immediately that goes out to the, our group text. Like, sure. Sure. Yeah, we right. got bucks in there. Everyone you know, was fired yeah, up. <laughs> so, which is awesome going into that. It was boost of, of confidence. Yeah. All of our first time doing the tent. I, I tent hunted with another group before, um, but never on my own and, and heading it up kind of. So, right. Uh, so we, um, uh, we checked the camera, had a couple real nice quick bucks. with the trail cameras. Yes. So did you put these on mock scrapes or on just areas you thought bucks would move through? So, uh, the camera I hung myself, uh, it kind of, our tent camps right at the base of a hill. So I went up the hill a little bit and I was just going to hook around. It's above pretty good body of water, uh, like a stream that runs down through their stream. Not, it's not quite a river, but runs year round, yep. doesn't dry up. Um, so I'd gotten up on the hill kind of above that, and I was just kind of looking for either a, a good runway to throw it on uh, because we had been in there in summertime, uh, you know, and I wanted to try and hang it then. So um, right. 
So I was looking for either a good run or just something that you just felt like you'd get pictures Something on. that you're just going to inventory bucks on, basically. Exactly. Like, exactly. Verify, like, yep. okay, we got some yeah, good like We got some good ones yeah, back here. Exactly. Yeah. So I found a, an old migratory runway is actually what it was, and I'm sure it's still used, and it was beat in pretty good. So this is all new territory to us. I've never even hunted this hill before in my life. Right. And uh, so I get up on there, find this this good runway so i throw a camera up on it and i made a mock scrape i mean it's summertime so yeah, but yeah. i found you kick dirt up in the middle of the woods and deer cannot resist they it can't. They, you, it they doesn't can't. matter if yeah. it's a scrape just a fresh sure. rub or scrape in the ground and it's they, something with like i mean you could even smell it too when you kick yeah. that oh, dirt absolutely. up it's like instantly you could and, smell that soil coming up and he beat me to it i mean you did exactly what i was going to come to anyways on in our own experiences we've had so much luck with trail cameras in the big woods just kicking a scrape out mm -hmm. sometimes we'll, we'll piss in it ourselves oh, yeah. and oh, we will get yeah. bucks all over it it's amazing i mean yep. they'll hit it within a couple of days of us making yeah. it if not that night yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah once they once they smell that they're like i gotta go check that out yeah who, and who then made that we've <laughs> noticed too and maybe as then they'll take it over too a lot of times once you make it we found that that same buck will come back sure. to that scrape if it's in his territory yeah he doesn't like what happened. It was, you know? it was right. looking like, for. I, I need to figure out who's doing yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. We had we had one of the biggest bucks we've ever got on camera hit a mock scrape that we made within like it might even have been that night or the like night day, after. Yeah, or and day. it was it was just eerie to think that we'd been in there and this friggin' hog was right within. You know, he he knew we were in there setting those cameras and he had to come yeah. down and check it out after. That was pretty and awesome. And he kept yeah. hitting it too. And then right. he still he, hits it to this day. He still hits it to this day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, it's pretty cool. Um. So, so you guys got up in there. Yep. So on my camera, I had a, a real nice wide 10, uh, short tine, not super tall tines. We get a lot of those. They big, long beams on them with, you know, just little short tines on them. Yeah. Yep. Um, a decent little, uh, I think it was an eight. And then I think I had a small seven on it. So there was three bucks and this is only half a mile from our tent camp. Yeah, which what else is sure, out there? We kept telling ourselves, just remember at the end of the day, you're four and a half miles back in the Adirondacks. You could walk out the tent door and you're, you're in hunting. a great spot, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and actually, when we uh, went back in in the fall to get into the tent, there was a scrape 100 yards from the, the tent. <laughs> where they we work right around those tents. Oh, yeah. They don't care. Well, and we were on the edge of that fly, so they're, sure, they're running right. that fly side and yeah. getting scrapes laid down there and stuff. Um, so then my other buddy had, uh, that was with me had hung a camera, um, and he had a gorgeous eight, just perfectly symmetrical, nice rounded out rat. I'm just gorgeous buck. It's what we, what you dream of, what you dream of. Yeah. Yeah. So two, two definite shooter bucks, you know, back in that area. So we were, we were confident going in, not confident, excited. I should say that. Right. Right. We, we had some, uh, some good potential right there. So, um, so we went in, uh, the first night we were in there we kind or first we headed in in the morning um i think let's see sunday morning we headed in so we headed in sunday morning got tent <clears throat> camp set up and then we kind of all split there was four of us so two of us went each direction and we were going to just kind of still hunt uh a big range back towards each other in the center so we were each going to get and it, the way it lays out there's almost two hills coming from each direction so we each had our own hill to work and kind of work right. back towards mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. It was so warm too. We just, we knew the deer weren't going to be moving Moving. much. I mean, they can't at that point. You guys it's, had to move them to each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we said we, and it was bare ground. No, no rain. We hadn't had rain. It was so loud trying to walk on the leaves. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. brutal. You, you just couldn't. Sounds like you're walking on popcorn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we, we went that night. Uh, and the way it worked out is 
somebody always ends up beating somebody to the to where you're going to meet you know mm -hmm. so what we always say is if you're the first one there park it i mean you're in a saddle with three guys walking at mm -hmm. you from every direction i'd mm -hmm. be out there giving it to old yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. running there all right boys yeah. push them right to me yeah. i'm in the saddle <laughs> so uh uh so it ended up happening one of the guys got up in there first and we all came and uh, he had a deer come across one of the top of the hills from, he never actually saw what it was, but he said he could just tell it was a big body deer, just pounding the ground, coming down through there. Never saw it. So right there, we're like, okay, this is going to work. We've got our spot. We got deer in here, you know, and we were seeing some sign, but it was, uh, at that point it was a little disappointing because there was no, mm -hmm. no feed at all. There was no None. beach nuts. Yeah. There was it, no, was, it was tough last year. Yeah. The acorn. So we noticed the acorn or the oaks spit their acorns super early. Uh, I guess with a super dry year, if they're not getting the water, they'll spit the, the acorns early to self-preserve. Exactly. Yeah. It's same thing with the apples and the, and there just wasn't a beach crop. So, mm -hmm. um, we immediately went back to the tent that night and we said, we're going to have to switch our game plan a little bit because right. our ridges don't have the feed on it. So where, where are the deer at as far as feed, you know, and this is, uh, early November. So they're still kind of, you know, laying out their territory and, right. um, November 7th, it always just been a day that stuck out to me. I've had a lot of trail camera pictures on that day. Yep. And I just, it, I just had a feeling that was going to be the day that I, we were going to, going to do it. And usually the weather's not super harsh for kind of breaking into the tent camp right. game a little bit. So, right. um, so we went back to the tent camp and over the one ridge from where we were, uh, set up, I say ridge, pretty good sized mountain. Uh, there's a big stream that flows down. I was telling you about, I'd hung the camera above it. I said, right. we had a picture of a buck here. We know that streams down in there. There's a lot of water. So they got their good water source. Even like our springs were just, there was nothing. So mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of water on the Hills. Sure. We're let's try hunting them low tomorrow. Let's go down. So we woke up in the morning, two of us went out around the far side. Uh, and the other two stayed kind of towards the tent camp on that Ridge. And we hunted kind of this huge, I mean, it's, it's and are you a, guys breaking off in the dark? Are you waiting yeah. for gray light? Or? No. So we tried it. We tried to get up early and, and head out in the dark. So we were, when that gray light we came, there. we were there. Mm -hmm. So hopefully if they were up on the Hills, we'd catch them coming down off maybe. Yeah. Um, because our plan at that point was we were just going to still hunt, you know, sure. get up on a Ridge or a bench wherever we could and mm -hmm. kind of work off each other. And, uh, we had the radios with us so we could communicate and keep, you know, within a kind of not a drive, but, uh, like like we were, yeah, radius of each other yeah basically. exactly yep so we uh we kind of got set up there and we went uh it was my brother-in-law was with me we crossed the, the stream went up the other side and he was on the low side and i went up on the side of the hill a spot where i'd come from another direction and seen a lot of deer in there and on the other side of the mountain but never hunted this backside and it ended up i found some gorgeous spots in there it was really really nice but the deer just weren't there. I was right. I was up higher, so I, I just wasn't finding the feed. And he was down near that water. And he said, as we were going, I put a couple deer past him right in the beginning. Uh, a couple of does ran right over, you know, practically over them. Mm -hmm. And we were finding they were down in that low near the water and almost in winter ground already. They were they were digging in the ledge rock, pulling up green, you know, into the ferns and the, sure. you know, and right. that's early for yeah, that. Yeah, you don't really see that till the snow flies. Exactly. Yeah. You normally... Yeah. You know, you get that snow fly, and I'm looking for open ledges with green on them. Oh, yeah. That's where, I mean, they had nothing else yeah, last year. That was yep. all they had. So knowing there were deer in that area, we we tried to stay positive about it, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, and down along that river, we were seeing some that were crossing and jumping each other, 
back and forth. And the other two guys on the other side, same thing. They they put a couple out early on and saw running tracks. So um, we hunted along this till about lunchtime. And it was quite a distance there. And we kind of, the two of us each met up and we could communicate with radio. So we kind of got a game plan together then. So we were going to make kind of a hook and go back towards our tent camp and get up on this next big ridge. Well, I... There's something, I, if I see a high elevation, I, I love to go across the top of it. Even if, even knowing that I wasn't seeing sign up there, I just yeah. love going across the high. That. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love the, the higher the better for me. Yeah. Uh, I just have always done well with that. So, uh, and my brother-in-law was fine with going. It, the way the hill split, it kind of had two, uh, two ridges that ran to the top. So it worked out perfect because we each got on one. We each just had our own area. So we started going to the top while we ran into some, massive and there again all new territory i've never hunted this before Mm -hmm. uh ran into some massive ledges so i start going up through there and i mean like 50 60 feet sheer ledge Mm. no way you'd have to come back down the hill and work around it were you finding like deer sign in those ledges there was old deer sign but at that time i thought i was gonna probably kill a bear if anything (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it just looked like bear country you know it was a lot of in all the beech trees you could see all the bear old bear nest in them and Mm -hmm. the claw marks up the side of them so and i said to him i was like this this is bear country you know (laughs) so then you start looking like we're a little far for a bear here so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, especially a big bear four and a half miles back with a bear yeah so long drag i kept saying no bears no bears but (laughs) the one guy in our group he every once in a while he would just send a message over the radio and say i'm looking for bears over here and i'm like i don't know man (laughs) it's a long way so um so the 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 way it worked out is the two guys were kind of coming in um I guess would be west and we were almost kind of out in front of them on this next uh hill out in front of them so they were kind of like the hill they were on almost kind of j-hooked back away from that river we were along and we had crossed it and we were on the next ridge kind of going up through so um I got to it's it's a pretty tall hill for where we're at um and I got up to the to the pretty high on it and it just started turning into that spruce thicket Mm. I mean to the point you can't even see you two feet in front of you. You can't see through it. You can't move through it. Mm-hmm. And all I'm seeing is bear signs. So a discouragement started to set in a little bit. I was like, man, this isn't this isn't what I. You always have that vision of what it's going to mm-hmm. look like and what you're going to find. Yep. And yep. so I I'm trying to stay. I'm like, ah, I just got to get through this and it'll open up. Well, I just kept going and going and going and it wasn't opening up. And and I was. I kept looking at my, uh, I pulled up my onyx and was looking at it and like this elevation carried for a long ways on this hill. So I said, I've got to, I've got to do something. I've got to get down below mm-hmm. this a little bit right. and, or try and, you know, blast through it and get out on the other side or something. Sure, so, right. um, and I, at this point we had decent radio contact between us and we just, we carry the Garmin. So a lot of times we'll just hit our mic and update yep. each other so we can tell where we're at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I dropped down a little bit and I hooked out around it. And I was able to find a decent spot in old runways in there. And up right on the top of that thing, it kind of came into a belly in the top. And uh, I saw some pretty good buck sign in there for for what I thought I'd never see anything up there. There was some big buck sign on it, some nice, you know, hemlocks that were tore up, pretty yeah. good spruces. So oh, yeah. um, they definitely use it at some point, you know, right. whether it's too ledgy on the side. So they like to zip across that to get, get through there or what. Not sure, but... Um, so I work across the top and 
at this point, I'm not really hunting hard. I'm just trying to get through it to get to something that I can hunt. That's, that's the worst. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's like a desperation feeling. Like you feel like you're wasting your most value. And this is late in the afternoon now. And I'm like, man, I just got to get into something decent. So I, I checked my, my Garmin and I look and I, I made quite a bit of ground on these guys. Cause I'm they're They've got decent still hunting and they're moving along nice. And, mm-hmm. And I, I sent him a message. I'm like, you guys care if I drop down into that saddle above you up there? I said, I just can't see anything. You know, and the, the two hills kind of came together with a nice saddle up on top. And, you know, if you if you hunt the Adirondacks, you know those saddles are a great spot to get into oh, if you can. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, And, of course, the guys I hunt with, they're like, yeah, absolutely. Like, right. that's where you got to get, you know. So I walk to the edge, and when I get out onto the edge, there's kind of an open ledge there, and the view is just unreal you know you're looking over the entire area where we're hunting yeah so like it just i was like man this is nice this is a really cool spot you know and yeah you'd stop and take it in and oh yeah because you don't time. get there a lot you know right, um, right. especially on those open ledges like that where yeah, you can see absolutely. good so so i hung out for a second and i dropped down in well it was steep and i'm trying not to slide down and make a ton of noise because it dropped right into that saddle where i wanted to be and i uh i'm picking my way down through there and uh, I happened to look out in front of me and I thought I saw a deer going out through there. So I, I pulled up my gun and I'm looking, you know, trying to get a beat on it and I couldn't see. So I reached over and I must've turned my scope up to try and scope it out. You right, know? right. And I'm looking, looking nothing, you know, uh, that's, I, I don't know. It, it must not have been a deer. So I gave it a minute, said, well, these guys are kind of getting up here. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, I've got to get over there. So I don't mess up their, them coming up across this Ridge. So I worked down in, get over there find a spot where I can kind of see decent and it, it opened up a little bit, but it's still all beach whips with little spruce trees mm-hmm. in it, but it's a spot where, you know, you feel like it could happen. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I get in this real steep little gully and I get up on the side of it and, uh, I'm just kind of hanging out there a second. And my buddy Mason calls on the radio and he says, Hey, he says, I, I got running tracks here. I think I just put a deer out. I said, okay, all right. You know, I'm, I think I'm in a good spot. So I just kind of stood there quiet and about 100 yards away, as far as I could see, I, I saw a deer pop over the hill. And I said, okay, here we go. This is going to happen. Yep. You know, it's something. Well, the next thing I saw was a rack come over the hill. And oh. I said, oh, here we go. So <laughs> I'm kind of on this, this uh, it's a real steep, sharp edge on this little gully that goes down into this little bottom. I said, I think he's going to run right along this, you know. So I, I get ready and, you know, of course, getting gun up to your shoulder as much as you can do. And I see this doe picking her way through through these little spruces. So I, you know, watching her, and she gets five yards away, oh. and she kind of puts the brakes on and sees me. And I could just see him behind her, but he was so tight with his head down, right right behind her, that I couldn't yeah. I couldn't gauge how big he was. I knew he was a shooter when I saw him, but I mm. wasn't sure of this exact size. So uh, she comes out to me, and she kind of puts the brakes on. And I must have been standing right in a runway and not realized it where I was at because she she wanted to go where I was at. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just shuffled to the side a little bit, and I never saw exactly where I joked with them. I said, I think I think she ran where I was standing. So she comes underneath me, and he, that buck, there was a blown down spruce, and he, he turned off of her, and he came over top of it, and he jumped over and landed at eight yards. Oh, no so, way. So here I am, eight yards. And with if this. you could all see the buck he's talking about, I mean, this thing's, this thing's a rack. Yeah, yeah. so he was, he was nice and wide, you know, came out. It, it was 
not one of the nicest bucks I've killed. So he comes over and lands. And just a little side note, you've killed a lot of nice bucks. We've, <laughs> we've, we've been looking at your face and we're like, this yeah. guy's killed a lot of nice bucks. Yeah, so. yeah I've been blessed, that's for sure. Uh, lucky a lot of times. But So he lands, and uh, so I draw go to draw up on him. Well, this Stokes year, on high power. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So this year, I... The amount I, of times you hear that from people. Yeah, and it, it was like one of those things where, you know... Um, but I'd put... Uh, I run a, a loophole VXR with the red dot in it, uh-huh, and okay. I put the loophole scope caps on it uh, this past season because all the time, like, I, I'm not, I can't shoot open sights great, you know, and yep. I feel like I've killed some deer where I don't know if I could have made the shot with open sights. Mm-hmm. Especially in the Adirondacks. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I feel like it's... the distance I'm shooting, I wouldn't be comfortable with it enough, and I, I'm not getting those super, well, of course, that one. I wish right. I had open sights it, that day. We say it all the time. It's like, Every time that that like something like that happens, you wish you had the other. Like you wish you had the peep sight for that, but then right. you'd be hunting, and that buck would have. If you didn't have it, he would have been 150 exactly. yards away running through exactly. the and that's what, Where You're I was in there, and you right. would have done nothing yeah. about it. Exactly where I was at, I could see over onto one side to the right where I thought I might see a deer come, and it was probably a hundred, hundred and twenty-five yard right. shot. So you know, it's tough to find that gauge. They work a lot better on low power, the scopes. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> so definitely. my initial reaction is I pull the gun up to shoot him, and I I can't see through the scope. It was so high powered. And, and at this point, he's still moving. So I would say at this point, he's probably five-yard shot. Does he know you're there? He, I think he knew I was there, but he was so entranced with that doe. Mm-hmm. So I... And this is all, you know, it, it, telling the story, it seems like a long time. This, this is, is all the matter of just... Two seconds. Exactly, yeah, you know, yeah. so... I have the gun pulled up, ready to safety off, ready to shoot, looking down, can't see through the scope, and instantly in my head. And I'd been worried about it with scope cap, so I kept flipping them down when I was in those spruces because it was so thick, and I was scared I was going to get stuff packed in there, uh, scratch lenses. It was that bad. At points, I was just tucking my gun Mm -hmm. over and pushing Mm -hmm. through. So first thought. Those scope caps are down. How did you do this? You knew this was a problem with it, you know? So... All in, again, in the matter of a second, I roll the gun over, scope caps are open. As I'm standing the gun back up, I see the nine cranked to the top, and I said, oh, no, I left <laughs> it on nine power. Well, at this point, the buck sees me. You know, gun's still shouldered, but I'm looking at it, kind of rolling it, mm-hmm. trying to figure out why I can't see in him. full panic mode. Yeah, full <laughs> panic mode, knowing that. Don't let him yeah, get away. He turns, and he takes a 90 and jumps off this bank. So now he's bounding at five yards, 200-pound buck, bounding in front of you. So I wheel around to try and get a shot at him because I know I've only got seconds now and he's gone and, right, you know right. and if he gets so he lands and as he takes another bound i just down the side of the barrel through the, i hit him in the back of the neck and the taxidermist told me he found it in his eyeball so i knew i wasn't going to get a uh, Wait, you didn't you look down your barrel I, I turned the gun over and looked down the barrel, but he's only eight <laughs> yards at this point <laughs> so he's awesome. diving oh into God. this gut and i turned looked down the barrel shot and he piled right up so <laughs> so uh, instant but the, the knowing is you don't get a shot on him right now. You, mm-hmm. I'm never going to hit him running out yeah. through all that. And especially yeah. on nine power, I didn't have time to turn the scope down. Didn't mm-hmm. have. So I said to myself, like, you've got one chance at this and do it while it's close because your chances are a lot higher. Right. So down the barrel, click one off, get him, piles him up while another eight pointer was behind him, probably 12, 14 inch wide eight pointer comes barreling. Never even saw this deer comes barreling down over the hill, jumps over his body. Now laying in the bottom of this gully and goes taking off out the other direction. <laughs> wow. What a story. That's yeah. awesome. So when I shot him, he would, it must've broke his neck, obviously. Right. So yeah. he immediately just 
head over tea kettle. So it flipped him up. So I thought he was good, you know, when I, and it's so hard. You're not count points. You you no, just, you're just you know when you're you shoot when you see bone and in, yeah, in the mountains. Yeah. You're just that's that's a good one. I'm shooting. At. Yeah, exactly. So I I get down to him and and he's a stud. So my buddy's on the radio. How big is he? Did you get him? Which way is he going? You know, just <laughs> yeah. trying the immediate sure, reactions. Sure. You know, and I said, no, I got him, guys. He's up here. So uh, <clears throat> so we all kind of grouped up at that point, and yeah. I had him, and we took a ton of pictures with him, and. Uh, it was, it was awesome. It that was great. Awesome. So I was hoping the other buck would, because my brother-in-law was coming up that same ridge just down in a little, I was hoping he'd hook back down there and maybe get a crack at him. But yeah. Uh, so you guys found a pretty good area then. <laughs> yeah. So we said, yeah, I guess we'll have to come back here next year. You know, <laughs> yeah. do you think those bucks were following that though? Or do you think they got bumped? I, they were definitely bumped. So okay. I think he bumped them down the hill. I think that they were hanging with that dough, whether it was just kind of a, Mm-hmm. A, a early she she was a decent sized doe too from you know sure. seeing her not really focusing on her a lot right um, right so i don't i wouldn't say it was a, a yearling or anything you know she would but yeah. she may have been starting to go into the the cycle already who knows so right. yeah. and it was so with the weather last year it was so hard to tell well, how, what was going how on. was it walking up on him oh so that so i walked down to him and he's piled up on top of right over top of his his headgear you can't tell what he is so i pull him out of the mud and, and just uh, so immediately i thought it was a wide 10 i had on camera i was like man we what got a, a picture of him <laughs> we killed him but he ended up being an 11 and was almost a mainframe 12 he had snapped off the oh. one side he was almost a mainframe 12 so did you uh did you get him scored we we scored him at the fire that night just uh i, yeah. I always carry a little roll-up tape in my pack yeah. just just for fun and yeah. and uh my buddy scored a lot of them and he scored him at 135 so oh yeah that, that definitely yeah. Beauty, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Beauty. and he yeah. was he was a short time buck a short right? time buck yep yeah he, but he had some really cool the tines kind of splayed out on the top a little bit and just a unique buck so. what was his inside uh 19 and a half inside yeah so, yeah yep. oh my gosh yeah. what a beauty and that's bucket. the biggest one you shot in the adirondacks you said uh no i killed i i killed one uh four years ago that was 142 inches let's hear it yeah so. <laughs> let's hear it i want to hear oh, it one more thing yeah. on this buck how was he when you put your hands on him and yeah. pulled on him a little bit when he had his guts in him was he oh, pretty he heavy would, deer? yeah it, and that's so going back to that as far as uh you know not having a scale just when you started trying to move this deer, he just moved different. Like when you're trying mm-hmm. to pull on him, mm-hmm. you we've killed a lot of them, 180, 190 pounds. This deer just had a different feel sure. to him. And right. his chest and neck area were just, and this is early in the year too. Yeah. And plus I felt like this year with the, the heat, they didn't run as much. They right. weren't moving as much. Sure. Right. I don't think they could. Yeah. I mean, um, and for everybody listening, I understand that a 200 pound buck is, is a gutted buck, but I just wanted to know what he felt like live weight, oh, you know, yeah, to pick yeah, up yeah, on that. Because yeah. everybody picks up the deer and kind of moves them to get pictures yeah, and stuff. And yeah. I mean, he just must have felt like mine. A I picked man. mine up and almost threw it off the side of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, we could have just carried deers on our shoulders. 120 pounds. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, but that's what's weird is sometimes, you know, they, they grow some crazy headgear and they're not a super huge body. Um, yeah. yeah. Before, your buck, honestly, though, when you really look at where we were, though, in a lot of ways, I don't think they have awesome nutrition in there no it's it's actually i feel like in a lot of places that we've hunted in the adirondacks is very sprucey you know fur hemlock but this actually has a lot of pine in it and this is like eastern southeastern adirondacks yeah yeah um not a lot of oaks yeah yeah, there's no oak so i i just don't think he had good nutrition it sounds like he's hunting some really healthy yeah so we get we have quite a few ridges that have got a lot of oak on them Mm -hmm. so when we get a good acorn crop it's sure we get some yeah yeah. um and but when we don't, it's tough because those deer are used to that food source. And, right. Mm-hmm. But nature always takes care of itself, so they always find a way to 
to yeah, survive I, it. Like you were saying, you guys kind of started conjugating down towards the swamps. Like that's right. You know, compared to like New Hampshire and Maine and stuff, when there's, I mean, no mass crop, they have all the cuts to go eat, feed right. it. Yep. And the Adirondacks, the cuts are the swamps, exactly. basically. That's yeah. all they have. That's where the yep. green growth comes from. Yep. So, And this is a state chunk you're on, right? Yes, this okay. is all state. Yep. Approximately um, how big is it? Um, so, yeah, from road to road, it would be over 20 miles. Yeah. So, you you're know, how, it, yeah, so mm-hmm. it's, it's, you can access it different ways, obviously, course, but yeah. but there's that central hub that's tough to get to, and mm-hmm. and that's where we were trying to get to. And yeah. what was we, we didn't get to touch on earlier, but I I love what you said about how you're already four and a half miles in. It's good hunting wherever you go, right out of camp. Right. But the nice part is, is three and a half miles out of camp, four and a half out of camp is now you know eight to you're nine deep. Yeah, 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 and then, exactly. that's what the, the real beauty of it is. Right. And then especially and if you can get good. When smell. you stumble into a good area that far back, you're like. Oh baby, this yeah. is, those this deer is, are just this untouched is right. because you guys aren't getting touched here, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's what. So where I killed him was uh, just shy of two and a half out of camp. So we at this point we're we're just shy of seven miles in. You know, right. sure, sure. That's and, a pretty good log back to camp. Two yeah, and a half miles. Yeah. Is so known. um, we. We we used to drag them out, and we came to the conclusion a long time ago. We, well, that's right. You got a picture of this buck on a pack rack. Yes, awesome, yeah. awesome so, picture. We'll have to throw it in the podcast. Yeah. yeah, is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's cool. Fine. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we just came to the we we take a ton of pictures where we get them. You know, get some really good shots mm-hmm. of them and stuff. And and we pictures we, are and so dude, you important. can't you can't beat being there with your boys. Right, you know, exactly. it's just the yeah. best. And everybody loves being that guy that gets to be on the radio and be like, "Oh yeah, boys, he's a good <laughs> <Yeah>. one." <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes we let out with a little war cry. Oh not yeah, even on the radio. Yeah. He gets out the yeehaw. Yeah. If anybody's seen my YouTube video, I look like an idiot when I shoot that buck. But I was just so happy, and I'd worked so hard to kill that buck. You saw raw emotion that video right. just me hollering well, out in it. the middle of the yeah. mountains the emotion that hits you at that point is just so I, like that it was a first time in there first time on the hill first mm-hmm. time with this it's an accomplishment yeah like and we we knew we would stand a good and we kept saying like we're, we're four decent hunters we're going into like we stand a good chance of getting a deer in here we're you know we could right. make this happen but then you see the weather and it's hot and we had no it was so loud that day sure you just but right when i killed them we got some uh, pretty good gust of wind that turned up so I feel like that buck, and uh, when I caught up with the other guy, when they came up after I'd killed him and stuff, they had told me they thought they bumped that buck right in the beginning of the day. Okay. So they had bumped a couple of tracks, and they said it seemed like it was a doe kind of meandering up the hill, and this buck was following. Well, with that slow still hunt we were doing that day, I think these deer just, just stayed in front mm-hmm, of them mm-hmm. just a little bit all throughout the day. And right at the end, we got that, uh, it, it blew in. We actually got rain that night. Um, so it blew in a little bit of a storm and, uh, um, I think that wind stirred up a little bit and maybe confused them for a second. And we had ate lunch too. So that was another break of probably an hour where we kind of sat and they yeah. were on one side of the, we were talking with radios, trying to kind of have a, like we were all eating lunch together <laughs> sure. across the way, you know, but yeah, I, um, I've always wished our, that our brains could record things. Cause I'd love to see his firsthand view of that buck coming up over that log. Oh, Boy, oh, I bet you that was a sight to see. So then that night, of course, <laughs> now we, we're going to build frame packs. We want to do the frame with the GoPro in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Jeff, 
Doyle. Yeah, yeah Jeff Doyle. Doyle. Yeah, that mount he does is incredible. Yep. It, yeah, it is so cool. It's about his first hand, you know. Yeah, first person exactly. you're and get. like that one, I can't imagine what that scenario <laughs> would have looked like, uh, especially that close of range. Yeah, I you think know? the guys who like very first started doing the GoPro over the shoulder was Jeff. It was Jeff Doyle. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And Doyle. he does. He has a video how to build the frame and yeah. everything. So yeah. yeah, and Isaac was probably close after him doing videos sure. with the GoPro. Yeah, yeah. And my uh, my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's. I don't know, like six or seven years ago, but he's been a diehard deer hunter his whole life and he still gets out, but he has to stay in the farm country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that he would love to be with us up in the big woods if he was still able to physically do that. Right. And that's like the one way that I, he could live through me a little bit with those hunts and I could show him what it was mm-hmm. like while I was up there. So yeah. I think eventually I'll do the same. It's just, we're so new to it. Like you're a very accomplished big woods guy. Like we're still so new to it that it's hard for me to want to distract myself right now. That, you know, once I get a couple of bucks under is- my belt, I do it. Yeah, yeah, that's the other part is it becomes a distraction. It does. Then, it does. then it's oh, something yeah. else you're messing with and mm-hmm. sometimes um, you can't screw your mojo up, man. Yeah, you know, well, like, that's and that's where we've run into it a lot. And another thing that I've always is uh my I have my grandfather's 30-30 open sights. I've always wanted to kill a deer with it, but it, it's tough to head up there with an open sighted 30 30. And you immediately know, feel different. Well, yeah. and when you're going to tent camp, that's all. That's it. Like, you bring it. That's what you got. Right. You're not exactly. going back out to go get no. the other one. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I always thought we might pack two guns into our tent camp. We, had, <laughs> we never no did that. Yeah. We never yeah. did that. No, no way. But uh, something that, like, you guys did, which what we didn't do, was hunt as a group. When, when that's we all I've thought t- about the whole time. That's what talking. I thought about too. Is like you guys did it the right way because what we would do basically every day would be like, all right, we're all just splitting off and going right. different directions. And yeah. you know, we ran in deer. He got a shot at a, at a nice buck, and mm-hmm. I almost killed. I almost killed one up there too, but. I just think, like, especially way back and way sure. back there, you guys get on those ridges together right. and just start kicking up deer, and you're, yeah. you're bound he, to kill He probably something. doesn't kill that buck if he is still hunting alone. You know, you probably don't right. ever kill no, that yeah. buck. So the guy that jumped it, he told me later on, he said, I, I thought I saw it. He said he saw the doe come through. His name's Mason, a uh, good buddy of mine. But uh, he come, the doe came through, and he said, I thought it was a buck, but he said, I wasn't sure. Yeah. He said, I needed one more bound. If I had one more bound, I probably would have been able to tell and get a shot at it. And uh, so he he immediately was like, I knew you were up in that saddle. So he just gave me a quick cue and was like, I think I put something out. Just be ready up there, you know. And it was weird because the the time from him calling on the radio till shot wasn't long. It but those deer cover ground, you yeah, know? Yeah, and oh, you know, yeah. Hal always <laughs> talks about that ebb and flow of your hunt throughout the day. He, he's typically talking about on that track, like, I'm going to get him, I'm not going to yeah, get him. Yeah, right, right, And just, you know, in that hunt, there was a period of time where it felt like you were completely out of the game, you're yeah. wading through all this spruce, and then, you know, 15 minutes later, you're standing just, over you're, a monster your 11. Season tur- <laughs> yeah. Your entire season turns around like right. that. Uh-huh. Just like, like Boy, his buck this year, he was like, you know, he was dragging, he's like, I haven't killed a buck, and, <laughs> yeah. and I had talked the night before, before he killed his buck, and, uh, He's like, you know, just just got to keep going, just got to do it. And yeah. the next day he goes out, and his whole entire season changes. Shoots, yeah, shoots a real and we nice buck. we didn't hunt out of camp this year, so we're driving at, at bare minimum an hour to anywhere we're hunting. So you're driving an hour every day that you're off, and then you're huffing at eight nine miles yeah. a day just to drive an hour back home. Get up to it all over again. Yeah, it's it's it a grind. I mean, you know, man, yeah, it's a, it's it a grind. On you so when you sure. finally get to pull that trigger, oh my god, it feels so good. Especially yeah. up like doing the tent thing, like that drags it's a on lot you. of work. 
we're I mean, our tent was three miles, three and a half it miles. It was probably up like in three there. right on the money. And, and we I would mean, foot trail it almost all the way in right. and then break off. Every yeah. time I don't know how much you guys were carrying, but I mean every time we we're going up there, I had 30, 40 pounds on my back oh, yeah. at least. Yep. So by the end of the week or the weekend, however long we're up there, you're like, I am ready to go sleep in my own bed for like <laughs> a day or two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what yeah. you forget too is that you're you don't realize you fail to realize at the time is when you first set up camp, you're like, Well, that wasn't bad. We packed that in, in a day. But every time you go up into camp after that, you're bringing a little bit more, a little bit more. And then at the end of the year, you're like, have a camp full of stuff. And you're like, this is going to be three or four trips out of here now. Yeah. yeah. So I guess now we're on a topic before we get to the other buck story. What was like, uh, so like this year, first year doing the tent camp, what is something that you think you would probably do differently? The next year, um, if there's anything, or do you think you guys did it pretty good? No, this year? yeah, there's definitely things that we would change. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, uh, we need a stove, and we we went no stove. You know, that's cold. Yeah, <laughs> we, and it, we had warm weather, so we had yeah. that first day. We said when the first day we were hunting, we were hunting in t-shirts and all sweaty. Right. I mean, right. it, we were soaked in sweat, so that was tough too. That presented another side of being wet you know that's not yeah a, and once you're wet up there I yeah mean, you're, exactly you're wet so, the entire time you're up there we yeah. we had said we chose early in november um just because we figured our chances of getting dumped on with snow would be low so you didn't we weren't going to be soaked from that side of it um and uh and you weren't going to face that crate be back in there and get a, a foot of snow on top of you and have to deal with that and worry about it collapsing the tent and stuff so we mm-hmm. bought a cheaper tent like yeah we'll tough it out it'll be all right <laughs> we're mad at one point we had our sleeping bags turned around backwards with the hoods over our head full hunting gear trying just trying to stay, stay warm because yeah. it progressively got colder as we were there that week a yeah. cold front rolled in and it, it the last night it was down in the teens and like it, it wasn't we were okay but it was tough yeah, it, yeah. you wouldn't want to do that more in a couple well, nights i mean we had we had a stove and yeah when that thing would go out in the morning we yeah, were right. like who the hell is getting up to go put put some wood in right. there for us because <laughs> it got cold yeah there. It and, got cold. and honestly it sounds all well and good but you really have to commit to to the proper setup with your tent and the proper setup with your stove because otherwise it just don't work in those very uninsulated right. tents and if you're burning pretty crappy wood it's just burping smoke back in and it never really vents out of the tent exactly. it can turn into a mess yeah, I, That's say, what I would say the biggest us. problem for us when we did it was not having wood prepped we're right. like oh we're just gonna go up there and we'll just cut wood and mm-hmm. we'll just throw it in there well yeah. we're throwing in wet wood in right. this tiny little stove and we have this tiny little pipe going up out of the tent well it ends up getting just absolutely pack full of creosote. Uh, creosote yeah and there's just smoke coming in the tent and it, <laughs> so if anyone's listening and is going to do that go up and do wood ahead of time and get and it, keep dried it dry and keep yeah. it dry yeah. so that that site we and found don't cut live trees no live trees. Trees. <laughs> right no, right. no trees. live trees yep well that's what you're always oh we'll find dead trees that's easy well that's not all really. yeah that's easier said than done yeah. maybe maybe around your house where it's not but then the other problem is is you go up there to cut the wood that day and you're just looking at the hills ready to get up on the hills yep. and your your mind's not in oh, yeah, tent prep sure. at that point. Well, and a lot of that wood's dead and it's punky inside. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, there's so much more that goes into it than like we than we expected. We're like, we're gonna go up there, hunt out of this tent camp, like shoot a whole you, pile of bucks. Yeah, yeah. You got, yeah, we already had the buck pole hung up and stuff that we we're gonna hang our <laughs> yeah. bucks off of that we never shot. <laughs> and uh but you go up there every day and it's like you guys gotta you gotta get the wood ready, you gotta have food ready, you gotta get the sleep like the sleeping area all ready, you right. gotta keep everything dry and you know how a bunch of dudes are but by like the third day in camp it's just it's a wreck there's just stuff everywhere (laughs) stuff everywhere what'd you do for food uh we did uh uh peak meals the the Mm -hmm. freeze dried those are always easy 
it, it was the lightest, easiest option. We did bring in uh, some regular food for ourselves or whatever. Um, but we just said, like, the peak is light. You have water there, easy to boil. Like, we tried to keep it simple as far as that goes, you know. Sure, so, yeah, sure. Um, and just to keep weight off. That's a that's yeah. that's where the challenge is, is mm-hmm. that's a fine line between weight. And we didn't have a deer cart or anything. Everything was on frame pack. So right. You yeah. got a you got a lot of stuff to carry for, and oh, it's just yeah. for a couple days, you know. But it it was yeah. how it long was, were you going up there for at a, at a rip? Uh three days. Three is days. About yeah. The same for yeah, us. it's about yeah. the same for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We figured much more than that, and it would be it, you start getting into where what's your quality of hunting at that point? Mm-hmm. And then are you even getting that exactly. hunting it well at Definitely. that point? Yeah, no. Definitely. Do you think that it, when you guys do it again, you're gonna still go? back as far as you did or do you think you're gonna that was a uh, that's been a, a debate we've mm-hmm. had quite a bit um i think so i yeah. i think we have to you know yeah. so uh with killing the deer out of there and that was one thing we we didn't know when we went in we were trying to come up with a, a camp name you know yeah obviously so right. you gotta yeah. name the camp yeah. right and we finally said you know what something will happen this week and we'll get our name. It'll give it its own. So we named it Nine Power off the scope. So oh, I love that's that. Awesome. Yeah, so that's perfect. That's, that's awesome. It, we knew that some there'd be some, somebody's going to fall on a creek. Somebody's going to do something. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get that right. name that comes right. to you. So and yeah. it provided. So um, awesome. you know what? I, those those hikes got real old kind of after a while because it was it was so deep and especially on you know on a, if we we went in a lot on. Um, thursday nights to hunt friday saturday sundays but that sunday afternoon hike out is you know you're going back getting ready to go back to work it's right. a long hike yeah. out but now that we haven't done it we didn't do it last year now i miss our oh, 10 o'clock so hikes in on a thursday night to go three miles out through the dark and it's nothing but headlamps and us right. just catching back up with each other yeah, i miss exactly. that now. well we actually just talked about it we weren't gonna do a tent this year i think we're gonna throw it up somewhere yeah we'll yeah, see yeah, it's kind of we'll we see. like the we'll idea see. whether or not we do it yeah so we we had kind of figured we would do one or two good trips in with the tent like we weren't going to hunt out of it every single week we just knew that you know it it wasn't realistic for us and uh we have a group of guys that we hunt with a lot on saturdays um and you know they were kind of the ones that got me going into the hunting uh at a young age so uh i always try to pay back to them and still party hunt with them it's it's a different kind of hunt you know but a lot of good time. Same thing. Like, there's nothing better than being. You guys in the have woods. had a lot of success doing it. Exactly. Too. I mean, looking yeah. at your pictures, you guys have shot a ton yeah. of yep. nice bucks. We, doing we all know the hills really well, and they're a little bit older. Some of them, and they can't get around as as deep as what the rest of us can. And climbing over the mountains, like you were saying, you know, it's just you get to a point where it gets tough. It's it's not an easy task. Oh, so. yeah. And it's a you full don't blown, get younger. No, exactly. <laughs> no, and it's a full blown commitment. You know, uh, you know, the wives are home for three days by themselves. Right. And, um, you know, for some of us, it means you're disconnected from work. And some of us can't be that disconnected from work at all times. Cause you know, uh, for me, sometimes I have to go in if I'm called, like it, there is no being gone for three right. days with exactly. no cell phone contact yeah, to anybody. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, that, that happens too. I, I know we're going to get to this buck story cause there's a couple more I want to get to, but we're kind of on a roll right now. And I just wanted to ask you, so you said that, um, you knew you weren't going to always hunt out of tent camp. We felt the same cause we'll bomb around to a lot of different spots that right. we want to hunt. You guys do that too. You hunt out of a lot of trailheads and exactly, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're hunting quite a few different trailheads and, and, uh, that sometimes we'll just get a weird notion like hey we haven't been to this why this spot in a while let's let's go hunt it you know let's go see what's over there uh we hunt one spot for a little bit and if we have a couple of misses or you know 
we, we feel like you, you turn the woods up a little bit. You're disturbing it week after week, you know. And It's always good to go get on some fresh ground. Exactly. And even sometimes stuff you've never even seen before. Yeah. Just, and then we've noticed, too, we've had quite an influx of new people coming into areas, too. So one area you might see quite a bit of traffic in it. It's like, yeah, you know, let's let it quiet down for a couple of weeks and go hunt this. So mm-hmm. I, I just love... I love the variation. I, yeah. I love chasing different spots and going to different spots and up over new hills. And and uh, so, and the other guys are the same way. They love to, anything new is, is good for right. us. So. Yeah, I, you know, I always, you know, we've talked about it a lot as of recently, like kind of condensing our areas and stuff. And I mean, I'm kind of hell bent on doing that. But at the same time, I'm just like, I want to go see everything. Like, right. I want to go see what this is way up north. And I want to go see what this is out west. You yeah, know? So it's, it's kind of it is so hard because there's so much ground. Yeah, it's kind of so silly because we really have narrowed down some spots that we know are very, very productive areas. But you'd think we would just stick there and hunt them. But we constantly feel like there's just you never know what else <laughs> yeah, is out exactly. there. Right. Yep. There's just so many well, options. I mean, where I shot my buck last year, we'd only hunted twice. I yeah. mean, I had only hunted twice. And the mm-hmm. second time I go in there, I kill a buck. Yeah. So, like, you never know. So yeah, then that that almost feeds that though a little bit because now it's like hey we you can, can do, do this that. yeah, yeah. right know, so. right but then I don't know is it more beneficial to go hunt an area that you know like the back of your hand and right you know where well, these bucks that's are what, to, you know? when when we're hunting on a weekend you know uh, we have a pretty good group of us that go in and hunt it together and we just have certain hills we know where the deer are going to come off them you know so and a lot of times that's for the guys in our group just to get the guys in our group a chance at a buck yeah yeah. That, when they were younger, used to do it. You know, it, it. I feel like the the drive used to putting on deer drives used to be the thing, and especially right. in the area I'm at, like it's still big in the Adirondacks. Right, I mean, yeah, um, throughout the Adirondacks. But then once you start, what what got me really into individual hunting and kind of still hunting and hunting is, uh, I went to Joe Donito tracking seminar, and yep. it was just an absolute. It, it totally changed the way you looked at the woods and how how to hunt it in that one on one. And then once you get one one on one, it just changes things. Yeah. You know? So you so, said you're new to new to the tracking, right? Yeah. So uh, so I when I was 16 years old, um, my father was a is a crazy hard worker, puts tons of hours in. You know, uh, always worked for a company. Uh, so he didn't really get to do a lot of hunting. He was always out of town working. You know, trying to yep. provide or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, he about 10 years ago went self employed. And then when I graduated high school, he brought me on with him. So it gave me the opportunity now to have that availability to go. But he never got into the big woods. Uh, he just never had the time for right, it. Where right. I, it's in my blood, I guess, from my grandfather and great grandfather. They yep. were avid, you know, uh, backwood. They didn't hunt big woods per se, as in like big state woods. They had their own property that sure, bought it sure. up to still timber. And I, I still hunt the same woods that they do. Yep. Um, and it's just it's something about being in those woods and still hunting them, you know, and that's yeah. what they were always still hunters. They always still hunted with intent. Yeah. So they would always send one out around the end of a big fly and the other one would go hunt the ridge off. Right. So for me, the still hunting was always kind of like, you have to sneak, you know, you got to be a sneaker. I want to mm-hmm. sneak around. And, um, and then I, I went to the tracking seminars and kind of, uh, saw that side of it. And, and it just opened up new horizons. Yeah, it's, it's, tough it's hard it like, is very hard and they the, the people who are great at it make it seem very exactly easy. And yeah, it's not yeah easy. exactly <laughs> yeah joe Janito. yeah just go park along 30 up north somewheres and head in the woods and <laughs> yeah guys shoot you know but sure. he's, he's killed some gorgeous bucks and yeah go off the highway and then he goes into the bedroom and you start sneaking yeah, and you shoot exactly. him in his bed. Yeah. And, and joe really is that good but for he's the rest good. of us yeah. it's like am i even on the highway yeah, is this like, the, where, yeah. exactly. am i on a buck track or doe track i don't, I don't is know is this the bedroom oh there there's the jump bed sure there you go. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think what sets Joe apart from from a lot of 
I think what makes him so successful is he is so confident when he starts to do his sneak that that buck is there. Yeah. And it's just so hard to commit to that, to sneaking when you don't know if the buck is actually there or not. Right. And you feel right. like you're wasting time, then you start picking it up, you bump the buck. <laughs> right. That's what sets him apart is he yeah. sneaks, know he's going to kill that buck, and it ain't an hour or two later he shoots him. And he gets him yep. every year. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> what always got me with uh, in the seminars. He said, he always said, three days a year. I need three days a year, yeah. and I can make it happen. Yeah. It's just... Trying to wrap your mind around that is that's what like crazy. most of the guys who are who kill them year in and year out tracking. That's what they say though. They need they need two good days, yeah, two three good days. That's crazy. And they're like, I'm gonna kill one today. Our buddy Adam Arquette, he's like, we get snow in this area, I'm gonna go kill him. Right. Go kill a buck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> they're just good at it. So, yeah. uh, how many bucks have you shot on the track? Uh, so I think I'm up to five now on the track. So wow. uh, a couple of smaller ones. I killed a six with no brows. That was small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have killed a few on the track. Um, some of them maybe came into the track, weren't the one I was exactly tracking. It was at, but you know, That's still, still, a lot of, still yeah, yeah, a lot of I, it's hard to like tell. That. I never finished tracking it out to see if it was the same. <laughs> we just deer. talked about that recently. You <laughs> yeah. never go finish the track. Right. You yeah. just go to so, your buck. <laughs> you know, he was coming back, but I felt like it was the same deer, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it probably was. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard to tell, but at that yeah. point I'm going to the deer, not following the track. Right. Anymore, so, right. Uh, right. Um, but I want to show you a picture real quick from from uh, your social media, and I just want you to kind of tell us about that deer because I'm assuming um, you killed. Did you kill this buck on a track? Yes. Okay, so yes. tell us about that well, deer. That, that's see. one. <clears throat> oh, that's a hammer. So that that's <laughs> yeah. the one I was uh, hundred. That's my best buck, 142 inches. Okay, 142 oh. and an eighth. So yeah, he's a good nice, one. We'll have to put him the, on social with media that too. Nice dark chocolate rack yeah. on him. Yeah. <laughs> he had yeah. to be almost 20 inside. Yeah, yep. yeah, he was just, uh, same thing. I think nineteen and three quarter inside. Okay, yep. so uh, so that that deer, uh, I killed him on a Sunday afternoon, uh, twenty nineteen. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> I don't even know what the year. <laughs> you said four years ago. I, so. I think that's what it was. Roughly. I don't know exactly. Okay. Um, but um, so it was a Sunday afternoon. Uh, we always do a family dinner on Sunday, so I was at my parents' house. We had dinner, and it was kind of like a foggy rain late in the year, you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of nasty out. It was a Sunday after Thanksgiving and I'd hunted this where I killed him at this patch of woods on Thanksgiving. And that Thanksgiving, it had been crazy cold, like down in, uh, I think it was five or six below the morning I went out. Unbelievable, tough to even bear, you know, couldn't get anybody else to go with me on Thanksgiving sure, that sure. year. So I went out by myself just to, around my house. Uh, I bought up to a bunch of state woods, um, and I have great hunting right out my back door. Yeah, so, um, yeah. and that's where he had come from was nearby there. So I go into this spot on Thanksgiving, hunted it. And I was going up this long Ridge and actually the property where I was at used to be, uh, my grandfather and great grandfather owned it. So it was old family property, uh, wood company had bought it. And I talked to the forester and switched hands and asked him if I could hunt it. And he said, yeah, no problem. You can, uh, we're, we're waiting for a new lease to come up on it. But right now it's all yours and you, you have permission to hunt Beautiful. it. So yeah. it worked out good. It was right down the road from my house yeah. at this point. So, um, so I'd gone out and I'm working up this ridge and I looked up in front of me and kind of trying to track a little bit, but it was super, it, we had had a wet snow and then with that cold, it was crunchy, oh, busting through. Man, yeah. It's like, you're not going to be able to track. So I'm trying to get up on a ridge where I can maybe see down below me and pick one up. I'm going, and I'd see a flick of a deer up in front of me. So I'm watching it and sat there for a while looking at it. And, uh, and finally it gets up and moves a little bit and it's a doe, but she sees me, but she's not super spooked or anything. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, this is Thanksgiving day. 
like, you know, maybe there's something else there. And I see another flick. Well, it was a small seven pointer, a little bit basket rack seven, mm-hmm. decent little buck. I had it kill the buck at this point, you know, obviously. So <laughs> thinking about it, then. yeah, <laughs> I didn't get anything with muzzleloader that year. So I'm like, man, this is, you know, like, yeah. ah, like now, you know, uh, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to watch it. And the way I always look at it, that's a dead deer. You, you would sure more than likely you're going to kill that deer. It was 75 yard shot, you know? So I watched him for a while. He played around there and finally i I moved off or whatever, and he took off another direction. Didn't see anything else that day. So fast forward to that Sunday, uh, my father's at the house and my sister are there. So she's starting to learn how to hunt a little bit. It's trying to get into it. It's yep. tough to get time for her, but oh, yeah. um, whenever she can get in the woods, she tries to. So I said, let's go down to this. I saw that decent little seven, and he was on a hot dough in there. You know, it hasn't been that long, maybe. And I think that's the reason why he wouldn't move that day is that dough was hot, and he didn't want to leave her. You sure, know, he sure. just, yeah. everywhere she went, he's poking right behind her. So we uh, we go down to this spot, and uh, I told him, I said, go get up around the backside of that hill, and there's a saddle, up to the saddle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> go get up in that saddle, and I'll, I'll kind of bring it up to you. And there's a, a little bog in there. I said, I'll come through that bog and work it up. And around the end of that hill up towards where you guys are at, you know, now our family's killed probably a hundred bucks in their pre- previous generations and some yep. gorgeous bucks, you know, so it's familiar territory, but I'd never personally had hunted it a lot because it had been leased and it recently switched hands. So I was able to get permission to go into it, cool, you know, cool. so it was like, kind of like a, like a nostalgia. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, this is something different. So I, uh, it was super dense fog that day and we had gotten rain over that weekend. So our crunchy snow was gone, super wet snow, heavy, you know, and they were logging a lower part of the the woods there where we were at. So there'd been deer all through there. Um, a lot of sign. Uh, so I start going out through this little bog, going to make a little push to him. Well, I get out in that bog and there's one track in there that immediately I said, that's a buck. That's a buck. <laughs> That's a good buck too. You know, Yeah. immediately it's like, you just sure go right on guard. So I'm like, Oh man, he's poking right. This is perfect. You know? And knowing that there's all that feed, right? Late season, there's some hot does in there. I said, yeah, I was just, just going to ask, what was he doing? Where, like when you saw him that track, what was his track showing you? So he was doing? right on the top side of the, where they'd cut probably a month prior to that. So there's a bunch of chopping in there and yep. tops and stuff. And he mm-hmm. was just poking around in top. So mm-hmm. at this oh, point, boy. I think I'm in the bedroom immediately right. because he's feeding at, you know, he's, he's either feeding in there with a doe that was feeding at that time. You know, when he, yep. but the, it was kind of tough cause it was real wet and the tracks yeah. were kind of blown out a little bit and mm-hmm. it was dripping off the trees. So, mm-hmm. so there's deteriorating. By yeah, the exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't know how long he'd been in there and I was super late getting in that, you know, we didn't go in until yep. the afternoon. So, uh, I, I found his track and I just started poking through there. Well, then it turned into barnyard. I mean, just tracks everywhere. So I'm trying to figure out which one's his. And I said, you know what? I'm going to spend more time looking. I know this is a great area with a lot of deer in it right now, mm-hmm. tons of feed. And he kind of, I thought I picked up the track again where he had barnyarded with a bunch of deer for whatever reason. It looked like there maybe had been that hot dough in there running around a little bit with a younger buck. And I thought I picked the track up coming on the backside of this little bog. And uh, the way they had marked the timber is they, they left these little bogs uncut. So in the uncut spots, you could see good. And then you get to the cut spots and it's all barnyarded right. again where they'd been feeding. So I, I come through this little bog and it kind of goes up onto a rise. I'm like, man, he, he's going to be laying in here. If, if, if I'm in the bedroom, this is where 
if I'm a big right. buck, this is where I'm laying. So yeah. I kind of started poking up this little rise, and I always try to just poke my eyes above a rise and look, you know, mm-hmm. scan it. And I poked above, and all I saw was two ears flick forward, and he was about probably 60 yards out in front of me. So I just see the white of his ears flick up. So I immediately pull the gun up. So I'm like chest height on this rise in front of me, and he's out in front of me on this little uh, bench out in front of me. So I pulled the gun up, and as I pulled it up, I came up his neck, and I could just see dark chocolate going up along his ears. So his Is he ears bedded or standing? Bedded. Oh, so okay. he's laying right in a bed, and I can see this dark chocolate, and I thought it was his beams. He had a 10-inch brow tine, oh. and it's running right <laughs> along his ear, and I just see the chocolate beam, and I said, man, that's a good buck. So I just down his neck, pow, shoot immediately rolls over in the bed, you know, kind of like flop. So I, I racked another one thinking, oh, he's going to jump up and take off again. Yeah. And I pull up and I'm still on him at this point. And as he rolls, I just see rack roll over <laughs> and he flops right there. So I'm, I just stood there for a second watching him always. It's something oh, I've always done. Definitely. You know, I see a lot Everyone of guys take, do it. Yeah, I see a lot of guys take off right after him, but sometimes it just stuns them, you know? Sure. Right. Well, I guess I, what I'm saying is like, whatever your reaction is, just make sure you're, you're able to shoot exactly. again. Exactly. Yeah. That's and all. A, a lot of guys to. forget to work the action, you know? Right. And so, right. Um, so I see him roll over, watch him for a second, and I start working up to him. And I thought he was a good buck, knew he was decent. I didn't think he was that little one I'd seen in there, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I get up to him and I'm like, Oh my God, like this thing's, this is big buck, you know? Yeah, yeah. So same thing. He had rolled over onto his rack. So I pull his rack up out and just the emotions that hit at that point, like a uh, first thought was, Oh, I made the book. I got a book buck, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just first reaction. Yeah. But sure. Sure. As I got looking at him, I'm like, eh, might, maybe not, you know? So, uh, so I'm uh, just bewildered at this point. Um, and uh, he's actually still alive, so he's kicking a little bit. So I ended up having to finish him off. And so now we have the radios on, and my sister starts calling on the radio. What? Was that you? It's like, yeah, that was me. What, what'd you get? I was like, ah, it's a little four-pointer. Not, nothing big, you know. <laughs> Really? I was like, yeah. Well, why she didn't knows you... better. Yeah, she's like, why didn't you push it to me? You know, of course, the, the difficult questions. Sure. It's like, ah, I'll come up and get you, you know, but stay ready because there's a lot of deer in here. So be ready. Right. And we're pretty close at this, at this point. So I work up to them and I bring them back down. And the reaction, getting to see their faces walking down, you know, so, and that's the only buck I've ever killed with the two of them, okay. my, my dad and oh, sister with awesome. me. So oh, it was man. cool to have that, them there for The way it. that played out then was yeah. great, Dan. So, on, on land, your family had hunted exactly, for years yeah. prior. That's yep. awesome. That's um, awesome. So and, it, was, it was meant to be. Yeah, that, that was it. So, uh, so I ended up, when I hit him, I hit him kind of low in the neck and it went through and broke his back and that's what rolled him over. Yeah. And he just never had the power to get back up again. And, sure. And, uh. It, it was it was an awesome experience. So, but that buck, you ran his your hand down his spine, just nothing left. Yep. It was just pure. Backbone. I was just going to ask, did you throw him on a scale? Yeah. So I weighed him out 160 pounds. Yeah. Uh, like at that point, and I would say probably early season he would have been 190, maybe maybe 200. You know, right. early season, super wide chest on long? him. Uh, he was fairly long. Yeah. yeah. Um, not the longest one I've ever killed as far you know, but right. he he was a. Big body deer, oh, old yeah. deer. Yeah, oh, yeah, we like to ask everyone who comes on the podcast who hunts the Adirondacks a lot. Like, what is what's usually a fair weight for like what you're what you're shooting cumulatively? Yeah, cumulatively. I would say one sixty, one seventy is probably our average weight. Really, but then we get quite a few that shoot up into the one eighties, one nineties. You know, really? especially early season, and it, that's yeah. the biggest thing is early, when you I mean, kill yeah, them. Yeah, early season. All um, the bucks that we've shot have not been heavy, so it's interesting. Yeah, to... but we have we're in that 
Southern band where we have quite a bit of oak in there. And I think mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference on it too. Oh, and, it's then, got to. and then they have where they yard, they have great winter ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's another thing that really keeps them packed on and, right. and in good shape. Sure. So. And this deer had a little bit of logging. So that helps. Right. That yeah. Helps so they too. were, they were moving into that chop and then I think he was headed into, but it was, it was kind of cause, uh, the spot where I killed them, there's tons of hunting leases and on the backside of this. So it's not, it's not that big wood state feel per se, yeah. uh, where I live up farther from that. It's quite a bit of state woods, but you still are surrounded by it's, it's more like a main type with roads all through mm-hmm. it and yeah, it's, it's yeah. cut off and, right. um, but I never heard from it. And I know a lot of the guys that hunt that no one ever really had him on camera. Um, a, a guy down the road from me had him on camera, uh, after season he came in and yarded and, and uh they actually got found his sheds down there no kidding uh from the year before and he put like four inches on that one brow tine wow and the only way we knew it was him is his one ear right from the base of his head right to the tip was split perfectly in two so you could oh, uh, interesting. In, in the picture you could see it clear as day it, and it just know. makes your mind wander though like what is what is out there yeah. these bucks you hear all the time people are like people shoot them they're like we've asked everybody we've asked everybody everyone we know who hunts in this area and right. no one's had this buck on camera yeah. like Where's this thing living? What's he doing? Like he's just yep. out there in the middle of nowhere yep. doing Seems his like thing. Seems like they live underground nobody sometimes. Nobody knows yeah. about him. It's yeah. crazy. Yep. Especially when you guys get four and a half miles back there. Right. <laughs> imagine what's right. imagine what's How deep was that there. deer? Uh he was only a mile and a half off the road. So nice. and, and we were able to drive pickup truck and almost oh. right. That was <laughs> that was <laughs> something different. Dragging him out and putting right. him in a pickup. So I feel yeah. like you're in Maine. Yeah, I didn't know I, I was a little like we could put him in there. This is okay to do right now. You know, we don't have to carry him five miles. Right, <laughs> right. right. Um, so. what kind of what kind of gun are you carrying? Yeah, uh seventy six hundred nice. carbine thirty five. Yeah, yep. yep. and obviously oh, thirty five whaling. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, nice. I uh, I got rammer whaling. What's that? Thirty five rammer thirty five. Oh, uh, whaling. It is yep. whaling. Yep. Okay. Yep. I got one. It was about. Well, it was when they did that last run of them before they kind of closed up there. They did a pretty good charge of them that came out, and mm-hmm. uh, I was able to pick one up then. Uh, I have one in OT6, 270, 308. I, I oh, love, wow. You yeah. got a bunch of pumps. Yeah, I love the pumps. So, yeah. um, did you leave a peep on any of them? The 270's got a peep yeah. on it. it it's, <laughs> it stays it's, in the shelf. <laughs> it's a learning curve. <laughs> it's a little tough, you know. Um, it, what's weird is like a 22 i can shoot open sighted 22 all day long for some reason that rifle and yeah. with the peep it's just a little bit different but i want to get to the point where like heavy snow days mm-hmm. where you can't you're not getting right. those 125 150 yard shots sure. i would start carrying it those days right yeah. because yeah. I, there's so many times you look to your scope and it's like well I jump one now it's going to be a challenge to get that thing in there yeah so. yeah i really yeah. feel like a peep gun is a dedicated tracking gun too because right. you just don't want to still hunt with a peep gun but i mean joe certainly has said that he's pretty much 50 50 on his his bolt action with a scope and his right. pump with a peep is shooting bucks so on the track you can definitely usually get close enough yeah i'm a bulk i haven't i haven't used a pump i just have a bolt i just got a i just got a new one a little savage savage axis compact threw a little two to seven on there but like i'm thinking i'm like Do i get a pump too because <laughs> i know on those days when there's snow blowing all over the place i'm not gonna want to have that scope yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm stuck in it looks middle. like you've shot most of your bucks with that 35 uh yeah the 35 has been most of um i've killed quite a few in my ot six too okay uh, 30 ot six yeah. so um same thing 7600 and then i used to carry when i first started it was a model 700 uh bolt action remington the full length the yeah. heavy is all get out but yeah. it was it was a buck killer i killed some nice deer with it I and, bet. um 
there was just once I went to that pump with the balance in those pumps, mm-hmm. you know, it it just it carries nice. They right? do. They carry beautiful. Quite a few of the guys in our group have started uh, using the bars though. Mm-hmm. Those are those are sweet guns. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, nice. They're, they're That's another nice. another great tracking just definitely quick, quick to and there's no i mean those guys the way they rattle shots off with it it's it's impressive <laughs> yeah so, and they're yeah. super short too yeah exactly you get that's the, right the other ones. thing yep um yeah they same thing they did a forget what the model was on it but they did a release on the the shortened carbines with the shorter and yes they yes. were they were nice so do you get into the bow hunting at all or yeah so uh i used to bow hunt a lot more when i was younger and before i was self-employed now i now i'm trying to get Jobs done heading into winter or right, towards fall right. to so get more time in the gun right. season. Um, but we, uh, I have an uncle that lives in Pennsylvania, so we try to go down awesome there. Hunting. And uh, he, his spot is awesome. It's the big woods of PA, state game lands, huge woods. Uh, and there's some really cool territory. It's a lot of fun mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, so. a lot of big bucks too. Yeah, that's yeah. We've uh, hunted in Jersey and and we've dabbled into Pennsylvania. Yeah, and uh, big woods and lots of big deer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Western PA, so and it's cool there because you get so many. All of it's logged down there. Right. Um, and right. then uh, a lot of coal strips and stuff, so you can a lot of access points and for yep. the bow hunt, it's just a lot of fun. We always meet up out or try to always meet up out there and do a a bow hunting trip out there with him and yeah. Um, his his kid killed a 150 inch 10 pointer this year with oh, a bow. Wow. So well, holy cow, awesome. still bow. hunting nice. too. He was in one of those really yeah on snow. Like I said, you got to get up to the big woods and, <laughs> and up in New York. Sounds and, like he's in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, he 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 had a lot of trail camera pictures of it and stuff, and it was it was really yeah. cool. I think I saw you killed a buck out in Ohio too, right? Did, yeah. Have you hunted quite a few different states? Uh, so I've hunted New York, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Yeah. So um, yeah, I killed a. I went on a guided hunt out there to yep. a farm, and I killed a, a decent ten with a muzzleloader, yeah. and an eight uh, two years prior to that. So yep. um, we're headed out there this this fall nice. to do some bow hunt. I'm pretty yeah. excited. That's that's an as I want to. I want to try and do a little bit more bow hunting in other states mm-hmm. eventually, but yeah, um, just time, time. It's tough, you mm-hmm. know, in the big woods, it, it's something about the big woods. If you can allow your time up there versus another spot, it's hard right. for me to well, <laughs> make even, the decision. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. fortunate because I get a lot of time to hunt, but like even we're going to Ohio for a week and I'm like, I'm going to be missing out on a pretty dang good week to be, yeah. <laughs> to be up in the big woods. But yeah. yeah. It, it's fun going and hunting different right. places, Absolutely. different experiences. And yep. you know, you have the potential to shoot an absolute giant out right. there. Yeah. yeah. So how many bucks do you think you've killed in the Adirondacks? Uh, I would say probably around 20. Okay. Ooh. And yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. You've done really, Which really I, well. Which I live in the Adirondacks too. So that, you know, uh, of course. Yeah. so that helps a lot. Yeah. But I mean, um, so you grew up doing it. Right. The, yeah. Yep. Yeah. How old, how old were you when you started hunting? Uh, so like I, right as legal eight or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So I, I always used to go with my dad when I was a little kid, yeah. you know, not old enough to carry a gun or anything, but I would sit on watch with him. Well, yep. sleep on watch with him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Didn't we all? Um, so that was, and I just always loved it. Like I always loved the deer hunting, always wanted to be in the woods with them, yeah. you know? Um, and then one of my good friends in high school, uh, when I was 16 told me, invited me to go with them. He said that they hunted, uh, up in, we called it up North, you know, up in the big so woods. We say it all the time. Same, yeah. I mean, it's the Adirondacks, but we all refer to it as I'm going hunting up north. north. I still do it. it just yeah. because people, of course you say the Adirondacks and it's, well, you live in the Adirondacks. Yeah. But. Up farther, you know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> not here. <laughs> so, uh, so he told me and invited me to go with this group. And I said, 
yeah, like, I, what, what do I do? And he's like, well, they usually do drives, you know, and uh, you just have to have a radio. So I had a two-way radio and my my dad's bolt action 700. It wasn't even my gun. And uh, I met up with them and they said, we're going to go up and, and do this, you know, do drives and we'll put you on watch and you'll be between guys. At this point, never been in an area bigger than a couple hundred acre plot of woods, you know, always a road. You could hear traffic. Sure. So they take me up with them. Uh, we hike back in this foot trail. We park at this trailhead and hike back this foot trail, get back in there. Felt like forever. You know, the most I'd ever walked is into a hundred acre plot. <laughs> right. Uh, so they take us up in there and split up the watchers and the drivers and you know you're you're gonna go with the watch line and they'll set you out so i go out and we get set up on this spot and uh uh they left me on <laughs> yet to this day we joke about it i always said it was the worst watch i've ever been put on it straight ledge up into this hemlock <laughs> side hill like it, there's an old migratory runway there and thanks uh, a lot guys yeah <laughs> so at this point i'm like okay this looks like a good spot you know of course the typical mindset of what you always think like i'm gonna go sit on a big oak ridge where i can see all directions and you know yeah i've got about 50 yards of visibility in each direction and one of them straight up uh, joking to myself gonna need a parachute for the deer to get off there yeah yeah so they they set up the watch line leave me with a the radio there i sat well something happened one of the other guys ended up shooting a deer in the beginning i never heard the shot didn't have a radio. They never told me the radio didn't work. So here I am. I'm like, man, these guys never talk. They don't say anything all day. So I'm sitting on this watch. Can't hear anybody talking. Can't hear what's going on. And three hours rolls by, and I'm like, maybe they forgot me. You know, <laughs> all these things start rolling through your head. 16 years old, never been in the woods, had a decent idea how to get out, but to actually do it probably wouldn't have worked out too well. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just sat it out. I was like, eventually somebody will come back for me, you know, so – watching this runway i'm like there's no way i'm gonna ever kill anything and uh three hours in sure enough like 100 inch eight pointer bounds down the hill lands at 20 yards away up on the hill shoot it thing comes flying down the hill after i shoot it slot it literally dies in my lap at <laughs> 10 yards after shooting it at 20 yards you know so i go up to it and now now what I, I haven't seen anybody all day don't know where i'm at don't, don't know, know what to do with yeah, it yeah like never i've never even got a deer at this point in my right. life you know seen a couple killed that's about it right. you know with my father through the years and stuff but just no i just shot an eight point buck you know so this is awesome this is great well they end up finally coming out to me and i told him i was like i thought i was left for dead i thought you guys had brought me in here forgot about me moved on you know sure so well we kept calling to you on the radio and you didn't answer well the radio they gave me a mic with it and the mic didn't work and i didn't know it so the whole time i'm just radio silent <laughs> over there yeah yeah, yeah 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 but killed a deer first time ever with them and, and then just hooked that was it i mean it just was from then on that's all i wanted to do you know mm -hmm. um and then another thing as far as the tracking, too, that kind of uh, years later with them, a couple years later, you know, I, I went a couple years, didn't see anything after that, of course, more like what it's like hunting the Adirondacks mm -hmm. than yeah. first time out getting one. Oh, uh, yeah. I went a four-year stretch where I killed a buck on opening day. So wow. Every year? Every year. Four years in a row killed a buck on opening day with, with this group of guys. So really? I'm going out opening day, killing a buck on opening day. They're probably like, we don't want to bring this guy in. Yeah, well, that's why the, the joke started. You better come back next year. You're not done here, you know. Yeah. But it made it tough because that, I kind of lost some years, though, where it's awesome to kill one opening day, but at the same time, it's like shooting a buck on the first day of a hunt. Like, Yeah, you missed out on a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I missed a lot of, of winter 
uh, you know, didn't get to do much tracking, more snow on the ground type of hunting. And uh, it's awesome because you're killing a deer, yeah, and, you know, you yeah. have the deer, but then it's right. almost like then they start getting theirs throughout the year. And you're saying, it's like, oh man, like Wish I I'm going to start holding out, you know, and I was killing some like hundred inch eight pointers yep. and, you know, which is a shooter. Exactly. And I yet to this day still shoot them, you know, absolutely. Um, and, but there, at some point it starts clicking maybe I got to let some of these go. Right. I got to start seeing what else is back out there. Give the myself the season, you know, and that as time's gone on, you know, especially when you're young, like you just want to get a buck, like oh, yeah, you got to yeah. get a buck. And mm-hmm. even to this day, like I love, you just love getting a buck, you sure. know? Um, but like I was saying earlier, it's almost some of those times it's like, you're killing those deer. If you're seeing them that close and, you know, right. take that mental snapshot of it. Right. Know what that deer looked like. You got that deer. Sure. Right. Let it go. Let it become what it can be, you know? Sure. So, sure. And yeah, there's that's something. Way, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Like there's that. something about when you watch like a hundred inch, whatever, Adirondack buck run away from you and know that you had it. It's, it's the greatest. It's almost better than killing one sometimes. Sure. Right. Like I did it. He got the the pass. He can live to see another day, and maybe I'll see him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure we have seen some of them throughout the years. Probably. And, um, and it, it's just fun. So I, awesome. I think that's a great point, man, because it's not always about you know. There's a lot of people in this world that don't understand that hunters aren't just like these bloodthirsty savages. You know, like a lot of times it is just about the the experience and like sharing that moment with the deer. And then he goes his way, and you go yours, and it was still awesome. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. always about killing them. Yeah, but then t- when they have a giant rack of horns, you just start <laughs> throwing <laughs> lead. You just start dumping on them. Yeah. It's war at that point. <laughs> what is that? Hour and 14, I think. All right. Well, I got one more buck story for him. I, I just yeah. want, I got another picture. I was going through screenshot and some, some, oh, yeah. some of go, your, some of your better bucks. And, you um, I just want to take a look what I have here. Also, just just throwing in here, the video is going to be trash for this podcast. Oh, the video is no yeah, good. Yeah, I forgot to empty that card. Oh, good. Oh. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, here, here, this uh, this looks like a cool buck. Um, and I don't think I'm not sure if we have we talked about him yet. No. No. Okay. So, and that looks like a different rifle. Which yes. rifle is that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me see. There's a story with the rifle on that one. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a really a nice heavy buck. Dandy. What is he? A, a ten pointer as yeah, well? Yeah, he was a ten pointer, super long. Brows Look at the head on, on that buck. Look at the brows on him. Yeah, so he's got I, a nice big. He, uh, I killed him um, so early. I, it looks like. No, he was uh, not not super early. Okay. I think it was. I don't have any date. I think on it was it. Thanksgiving week. I killed him. Okay, there's still some yellow foliage in the background. Yeah, but that might I think be, it was. I think it was Thanksgiving might week. Might be the again. beaches that didn't totally turn over Re- yet. Well, and he was low at that point, and okay. down near a river at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I'd been to Pennsylvania uh, bow hunting. So I had my cousins, and we made a deal. I was going to go down and bow hunt with them, and then they were going to come up, and we were going to hunt up the big woods. Yeah, and that's one thing. Like. I love just as much seeing somebody else kill a buck and I love bringing 100%. people and letting them experience it. And it, it's something I've always said, if you have to explain why it's fun, it's not the right person for the, the woods. That is a great way of putting it. That is it, a great way of putting it. it. And most of the time when it's, uh, it's weird. Most of the time when people come to it, they just go nuts for it though. And you're not seeing it's a just lot like of natural, deer. like, when, yeah, yeah. It, you know, or there's some that, well, I'm never hunting that again. That was horrible. Right, you know? So, right. so I brought my cousins up. Uh, the first morning, my one cousin shot a nice eight pointer, like hundred inch eight pointer, maybe ninety inch eight pointer, but came out nice, perfect picture, perfect Oak Ridge comes out chasing it, not chasing, but following a doe down off the hill, makes a perfect shot on it, like just set the tone for the week. So it was awesome, you know. Right off the rip, we got one, yeah. And uh, uh, so then 
it, it just amps you up. You've got the whole week. Yes. And they, they absolutely loved it. I didn't have to explain why it was fun. I didn't have to tell them what was fun about it. Just got it. They just got it. Yep. it, it and, and they're coming from Pennsylvania where you can sit in a tree stand and see 25 deer a night, you know. Right. And they all saw a buck that week. By the end of the week, they'd all seen a buck or a glimpse really? of one. Not necessarily huge bucks, but, you Still know, something. Buck yeah. the and they were actually selective, too. You know, they... Uh, my one cousin almost didn't shoot the eight pointer. I was like, "No, like you, <laughs> no, have, you have to, to shoot that. that one. Like that's not a you don't let that one go. That's, right. a, that's a must shoot in this situation. Right. You might not see that the rest of the season, exactly, let alone yeah. the week you're here. Yeah. Um. So, uh, they were hunting with me that week, and it got towards the end of the week, and uh, we had done some. I was kind of doing a lot of send them up, like uh like up through ridges or whatever and get up on the top of hills and kind of trying to do still hunts to them mm-hmm. because they, they weren't super familiar with the territory and, and they were used to, and actually they all turned out to be, they did great in the woods and no problem getting around the woods. So yep. they ended up by the end, we were all still hunting and, and doing what we normally do, you know, still hunting with purpose. Mm-hmm. If you beat getting saddle, if you're up there or up on that side of the hill, whatever. Um, so we were hunting like that and, uh, it was the last day they were with us. Um, and, uh, late afternoon we're coming out the foot trail heading out for the it, it was kind of early to quit but we'd kind of done what we wanted to that right. day and we were heading out yep. well we got down a little bit and i said hey, there's this one side hill that kind of runs along this river over here and like we've we've seen a lot of bucks through it in the years it's steep and it's hard to hunt you know a little challenging it's like let's go hunt that you know coming down over top of it where yeah you? so we were coming down the foot trail i said why don't you guys go out and get around this and heading towards our parking area said you guys go out and get along this and get kind of down towards that river and the other two of us would just go and still hunt it back across to you you know and kind of push it a soft push up to you quick here so they went out and went down and broke down over towards the river and the, <laughs> we went out the other direction to get around it while uh we get out there and my one cousin i could hear him on the radio and he's like i think i see it barely it was tough i don't know if it was just that far enough distance yep. and he's, i thought i saw a deer i couldn't tell what it was i think it might have been a buck not sure it's like are you in a good spot are you ready though you know sat and he's like yeah i'm good i was like all right we're just gonna bring it to you and if he's in there we'll we'll see him or or maybe he's still there with you you know and just you didn't scare him so we uh we start going across this side ridge to him and um i can see the river down below me i'm pretty close to it there and it's just all big oak trees. And it's this year it was loaded with acorns. And I start finding immediate buck sign. And we hadn't been in there much that year at all. Yeah. It would have been left alone. Just one of those overlooked spots. Because you, you got to get farther back. Got to get farther yeah, back. Right, they're they're right. not in there. You know, you got to go farther. Yeah. So I'm working along there. And I crossed a, a little creek that feeds down into this river. And I start up the bank. And I, uh, I look to my right. And I see a deer dart out on this, on this like, it's almost like a little not peninsula but like the it's where glaciers i guess had carved out that bank at some point okay. and this deer pokes out on it and it's a doe it's like man that that's it's weird she's just kind of standing there not really moving much you know and she kept looking over her back and i'm like yeah, yeah i know what this is <laughs> yeah. so i spin and get ready and i'm watching and he stepped up right behind her and immediately no scope sea rack shooter gotta yeah. shoot this one so i pull up click safety off pow, shoot watching and he's still standing there didn't move it but he's right on the edge of that river so i don't know if it was so loud the river he couldn't tell where the shot came from didn't hear the shot mm-hmm. not sure and your heart sunk down into your feet yeah so i'm like <laughs> how did how did i miss that deer like he's standing still and i actually how far is he he probably was 80 90 okay. yards not a 
not a farm. I mean, sure. you know, a very make. And I even had a beach whip that I'd found there when I saw the dough. If I can, a lot of times I'll throw up against a beach whip. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Yeah. Oh yeah, not too proud to say that. A little stability no. sometimes is nice. Oh so. my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm doing the same. So thing I too. shot yeah, once, and he's standing there, and I'm like, I don't know how I missed, it, but I got it. So I rack another one, take aim, shoot again. Still standing there. I'm like, well, I, I can't figure it. So I pump one more time. And at this point, I don't know if he heard the pump or what, but he takes off and I'd lead him and shoot. And that, that was it. I didn't see him again. I was like, I just blew it. Like, that's a gorgeous buck. I don't understand how that happened. What happened? So I go down to where I'd seen him and it's along this river and it's all like that thick alder brush. You know, you yep. can't see through it. I'm, and it's all red, uh, all of it's So I'm looking for blood <laughs> and like, try, you know, trying to find any sort of sign or hair or whatever. And my, uh, so at this point, the other guys were kind of finishing out the hunt. I said, I'm going to go look for this deer, you know, and it's getting towards dark at this point. I said, you guys are just probably better to finish it and then come out and I'll meet you out at the, the trucks or whatever. So I break down over the bank and I get down there and I'm looking, looking. And I just happened to look up and I see him bound up out of that brush out in front of me. And he was only 50 yards away. So I pull up to shoot again. Couldn't get a shot. Like how, uh, what is going on? What is happening? Well, looking for blood, you know, can't find it. So I remembered, dropped the clip, put a couple more rounds in, you know, because that's another thing I've done too, is I'll I'll get in the moment, shoot at him and pump, pump a couple out and nothing in there. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing in there, you know, or Needed one more and and didn't have it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I start going down along the edge, and I look out in the river and he's crossing the river, but I could see his guts hanging out of him. So I'm like, oh, I I hit him, you know. So he's yeah. crossing the river, and I'm trying to get a spot where I shouldn't say he's crossing. He's on the edge of the river, so I'm trying to get a spot where I could shoot through him. And it's all this brush, and I'm down in the water, knee deep water. So I finally was like, I can't do it right now. And he was kind of looking back, but I don't know if it hooked back in enough. He wasn't sure. And I think with that water, it just had him all thrown off. I think his senses, he couldn't tell what I was, probably wounded. He And he'd been with that doe. I don't know if he was trying to find her and see what had happened. So I get back up on the bank, and he's back up on the bank now, heading back the other direction. So I shoot again, still stands there. Takes off, shoot again. Well, my gun had gotten knocked off at some point. So I... I, the last I see him, he swims a river and he swims across this river. And I'm like, that's it. You know, I, I, I lost him. Are they here and you just cut and loose down in yeah, this river? Yeah, so they're, they're on, the, on the radio, you like, know, God like, what boy. is going on down there? <laughs> so he, he swims out into the river, swims across it. I meet up with him at the truck and I was like, I, I hit him good, but there was an island out in this river. And I'm like, he went onto that island. The last I saw him, he darted into it, and, and that was it. So I kind of tried to get up above it so I could look across. Same thing, all this alder brush to see if maybe he was swimming out the other side and was uh, if he was going to go into the next patch of woods. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, never saw him come off, so I said, I'm going to come back first thing in the morning and go look where I saw him, obviously, to see if, if I can pick him up there. If not, we're going to have to go up because it was too deep to cross on the other side where he, if he would have swam it. So we come back in the morning, I cross and it was about knee deep water. Uh, you could walk across it pretty easily there, get over there, start looking around. Couldn't find much for, there was no blood, instant discouragement. I'm like, ah, I didn't get him. You know, this mm-hmm. didn't work out. So mm-hmm. we did a loop on it. And at the very tail of our loop where we came back to where I, he laid dead right there. So, and it's no stiff as a board. I think, I, so he must've got, so where was he when you found him? He was on this island. He was re- okay. He so was still he, on the island. He, How big was the island? Couple, uh, I would say probably 
like a 20 acre island maybe oh this is pretty good yeah size so island. it's pretty I'm picturing long like no it, okay. it's big enough you can't see from one end to the other and okay it, it, so when i came across it there was a pretty good run that was beat in there and it kind of ran the length of it so i said well he probably hit that run and just ran up through i got gotcha, you yep. but he had hooked a hard right where i hooked mm-hmm. a hard left looking mm-hmm. for him that morning and uh he went right in same thing that alder brush and so i came around the one side of the island and i'm looking through there and i'm like that's a belly in there i'm pretty sure you know so i came from the downhill side to him it's like yeah and he he had laid his head up on a log and i walked up to him and it was just what a buck yeah Yeah. way bigger than what i expected when i shot at him that was one there was no ground shrinkage on that no he's a uh, nice heavy antler yeah and i weighed him out and he was 185 pounds at that point yeah Yeah. so do you score him too do you get him scored i never same thing never but uh we threw a tape on him rough mid 130s he's all 130 he's 130 Yeah. Uh, so is that photograph on the island? Yes. Okay, that, that's cool. almost right where I found it. So that's so, why it looks kind of open the background. So that's exactly. part of the river and then, uh, it. You have a lot of that. Well, I don't. I think it was a lot of poplar trees down along the island. So yeah. you have all those yellow leaves on it and stuff. Sure. And, and it, first thing in the morning, so the light, it was yeah. just a, like I got to get a picture in here. So yeah. um, oh, I got Christian, some other. You have some great experiences, yeah. man. Like those yeah. are yeah. lifetime you, type hunts. You guys hunts. have really great stories. Like yeah. that, that's awesome. That yeah, was awesome. That, Makes me very excited for this upcoming I know, season. I know. Yeah. I'm getting antsy over here. <laughs> but uh, we're probably running about an hour and a half right now. Yeah, so that was great. It's probably a good spot to, to sure. wrap it up. Thanks sure. for coming on, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having um, me. As always, guys, go give us a like and follow on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, on or at Adirondack Bucks and Beyond, and we'll catch you next time.